Hey you, today is Monday, January 24th. Welcome to or welcome back to Keisha's house. I'm Keisha and as always, I'm so glad you stopped by. Now, if you're new, I'd like to take a minute to share with you what we do here each week. We reflect on last week's quote and we grade the week. Then we focus on this week's quote and we use that quote as inspiration to set a plan for the week ahead. And somewhere amongst all of the discussion and conversation, we discuss the book of the month. Now, with that being said, let's jump in to last week's quote. The quote last week was, the tragedy of this life is not failure, but low aim by Benjamin May. Again, last week's quote was the tragedy of this life is not failure, but low aim by Benjamin May. What really stood out to me about this quote last week was the fact that Benjamin May was a mentor for Dr. King. I mean, could you imagine being the mentor of a person who becomes a legend. That's amazing. I mean, if you have the opportunity, or I should say if you're lucky enough to get a true mentor, as a mentee, that person is giving up their personal time to jump in and focus on your goals and to help you, to walk alongside you as you go through life to make it to the goal that you're aiming for. It doesn't always happen. But when you have that opportunity to find someone who is willing to make sure that you don't have to go down the paths or that you don't have to make the same mistakes they did, so you could be successful. It's a beautiful thing. So Benjamin May was the mentor of Dr. King. Now I have to be honest, I didn't truly understand the depth of this quote until Sunday. I mean, I went through the entire week thinking of this quote and just thinking, I got to aim high. I got to aim high. We all have to aim high because the tragedy of this life is not failure, but low aim. But it wasn't until Sunday morning when it was all so clear. So today I wanted to jump right in and talk about this quote again, because I have so much to share with you. Okay. Y'all, we are going to church today. On Sunday, it's our Women's Sunday, and I was given a scripture to discuss. This is what we do every fourth Sunday of the month. As women, we all get on Zoom, because my church is far away, and we go over whatever quote is given to us, excuse me, whatever scripture. And 
This one really spoke to me, but then it dawned on me, this is exactly what the quote was talking about. Okay, so at this point you're probably thinking, well, what was the scripture? All right, now let me just say, for those of you who are listening and you're just like, oh, this isn't my thing, trust me, there is some life lesson and some goodness here for you, so stick around. Okay, I was given Matthew 25, verse 14 through 30, and it's the parable of the three servants. Now, if you don't know what a parable is, a parable is a simple story used to illustrate a moral lesson, hence why I said there's some life lesson here. Illustration is defined as making clear by using examples. So it's a life lesson, it's a moral lesson that is made clear by giving an example that we can maneuver through to understand how to incorporate the lesson into our everyday lives. So this was the story. Again, it was the parable of the three servants and it basically goes like this. This master gives his first servant five bags of silver. Then he gives his second servant two bags of silver. And then he gives the third servant one bag of silver. Now, it's important to note that he gave each servant the certain amount of bags of silver based off of that servant's abilities. I'm going to say that again. He gives each servant bags of silver based on their abilities and that's important and we're going to talk about that momentarily so the master leaves and the first servant takes the five bags of silver and he doubles it so now he has 10 and the second servant takes his two bags of silver and he doubles it he now has four but the third servant takes his one bag of silver digs a hole in the ground throws the silver in there and covers it up and he keeps the one bag of silver. Now when the master comes back after a long time, he goes to all three of the servants and he says, hey, bring me the money that I gave you and let me see what you've done with it. So the first servant goes, hey, I doubled it. I now have 10 bags of silver. And the second servant says, hey, I doubled it. I now have four bags of silver. And what the master says to both the first and the second servant is the same thing. He says, you have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Remember before I said abilities and now I'm saying responsibility. Hmm. Okay. Let's dig a little deeper. You're probably thinking, well, what did he say to that last servant, the third one, who only had the one bag of silver that he dug a hole in the ground and threw the silver in it? Well, to that servant, he said, you wicked and lazy servant. You wicked and lazy servant. And then it goes on to say, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance but from those who do nothing 
even what little they have will be taken away. Who determines your abilities? Who determines your abilities? Because remember I said at the beginning that the master gave each servant a certain amount of silver based on their abilities. Isn't it funny when people set a standard on you? Isn't that interesting? When people look at you and they say, hmm, I don't think you can handle that. So this is what I'm going to give you. And then what happens? We get offended. Well, how come I didn't get five bags of silver? How come I didn't get two bags of silver? Why did I only get one? These are the stories that we say to ourselves. But the reality is people assume, assume what our abilities are based off of the perception they, they get from our personal actions. Ooh, let me say that again. People define our personal abilities based on the perception of our personal actions. Are we bringing our A game every day? What are people seeing of us? Are they seeing laziness or are they seeing excellence? Because it's based on what we present to the world is the abilities that they think that we have. You know, if you can sing, but you never ever sing, then nobody knows that you can sing and they don't know that's an ability that you have. If you have a talent for marketing, but you never speak up in the meeting to pitch your ideas, then they do not know that that's an ability that you have. People assume our abilities. But the reality is, even if you are given the smallest amount, what you do with that small amount matters. Because notice, it said when the person had five bags of silver, it was a small amount. When the person had two bags of silver, it was a small amount. When the person had one bag of silver, it was a small amount. Imagine if we set aside our concerns. Imagine if we set aside our egos. And when we accept what is given to us, if we made do with it, and if we strived for excellence, Instead of being frustrated and instead of being jealous because we only have one bag of silver and not more. Based off of abilities. There's no reason why that third servant couldn't have doubled their one bag of silver. And the reality is, and this is how it ties in to last week's quote, the third servant had low aim. The third servant had low 
aim. That was the tragedy of his life. Because even if that servant tried to double the money and failed, well, at least he tried. Because what would that have said to the master? The master said that his heart was in it. He had drive. He had ambition. He had hope. He had goals. He had a vision. But if he failed, that servant's now at least teachable. But what do you do when you have a servant who is lazy? Okay, let's fast forward to us. If we try and we fail, we are still teachable. But if we sit and do nothing and not try, who is willing to teach us how to be successful if we're not willing to even try to be successful? Utilizing this parable, utilizing this story and connecting it with last week's quote, it makes you see last week's quote totally differently. Again, the tragedy of life is not failure, but low aim. Low aim. So as I tied in last week's quote and then I brought in this parable, I thought to myself, well, we may just have to have this quote twice. But then I started to think and actually listened to one of the other ladies. Actually, correction, a young lady. Don't question someone's youth as if it's not valuable. Because this young girl said something that spoke to me, put a smile on my face, and I knew what this week's quote had to be. If the third servant was bold in his actions, even if he failed, it would have made a difference. It would have made a difference. Being bold, that was, I knew that was the word for this coming week. All right, it's time. What is our quote going to be this week? Our quote is, be bold. Do what the ordinary fear. Because that third servant was fearful. Because his master was not a kind man. How many times are we so fearful about failure? We're brought up to be scared to fail. So this week, we're going to push ourselves to be bold and to do what the ordinary fear. Bold is defined as a person showing an ability 
Remember I said abilities? A person showing an ability to take risks, to be confident and courageous. Be bold. Be a person showing an ability to take risks. Be bold. Be a person showing an ability to be confident. Be bold. Be a person showing an ability to be courageous. Do what the ordinary fear. And who said this? Robert Kiyosaki. This man needs no introduction. He is an American businessman, but what he is most known for is being the founder of Rich Global LLC, known as the Rich Dad Company. I'm sure you've heard his books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. They're excellent, by the way. Be bold. Be what the ordinary fear. So this month's book of the month is The First 90 Days by Michael Watkins. And I'm going to be honest with you. The way this book ends does not excite me. (laughs) But this book does not fail. There is a certain part of this book that I want to share with you today that I think ties in to everything that we've discussed. It says, as individuals, when we transition for anything in life, we need to have self-management. And it says, understanding that there are three pillars of self-management. The first is to adopt the 90-day strategy. The second is to develop personal disciplines. And the third is to build your support systems. But what I want to focus on is pillar two, which is develop personal disciplines. And it says personal disciplines. And as you know, one of my goals for this year is to be more disciplined. So it says personal disciplines are the regular routines you enforce on yourself ruthlessly. And then it goes into a subsection that says plan to plan. It says you need to be more disciplined about planning. You need to be more disciplined about planning. And it goes on to say that at the end of each day, you should spend about 10 minutes evaluating how well you met your goals for the day. But then it also says to do the same thing at the end of each week. That is what we do here at Keisha's house. We evaluate our week. And it says to get into this habit because even if you fall behind, you will be more in control. Imagine if that third servant, the many, many days his master was gone, If he did a true self-reflection each and every day, if it would have made a difference. If it would have made a difference. You know, one of the listeners here at Keisha's house shared a story with me last week. How it snowed in their hometown. And they went outside to shovel the snow and the snow blower was broken. And as they were tinkering with it to try to get it to start working, they noticed three boys walking down the street with shovels looking for work. 
And this person quickly hired them. And they said they did an excellent job. So then this person took it upon themselves to start calling around to people in town that they knew and they said, hey, got these boys here, they did a great job. Do you need someone to shovel your driveway? Those boys made $200 that day. And this person mentioned to the boys at the end of the day and said, hey, so what do you think? You know, how, how did y'all do today? And this person shared with me, the boys got really quiet. And they could tell that the boys were thinking and reflecting upon their day. And when the boys finally looked up and said, well, we did okay. We complained a little bit. And then we slowed down a bit while we were working. But we think we ended the day pretty strong. Teenage boys took some time in their day to reflect about their day, to provide honest feedback about their personal performance. Wow, what life lessons they learned in that day. Imagine if we could all do that. Imagine if we be honest with ourselves? Are we striving and pushing like that first and second servant with those five bags of silver, with those two bags of silver? Or are we taking what is given to us? Are we taking our abilities? Are we taking our talents and setting them aside and burying them? Hmm makes you makes you stop and think doesn't it are we taking the time to honestly reflect upon our week and our day Mm. it really makes you stop and think doesn't it oh and I'm guilty (laughs) I'm right there with you so this week we're gonna be bold we're gonna do what the ordinary So I'm going to ask you now, how would you grade last week? Would it be an A, a B, or a C? And remember, we don't fail here. We don't fail. We grade ourselves. It's your own personal rubric. And then we move on. But I'll share. This week, I would say I'm at a B. Honestly, at a B minus. I did what I had to do. I went through the motions. But I don't think I did my very best. And when I look around me and I see people assigned things, I can't be mad. I can't think, huh, I could do that or I could do it better. How come I wasn't given that assignment? I can't do that. Because again, you are given tasks based on your abilities. What perception am I giving? 
that's making someone assume what my abilities are. What am I portraying? So I'm going to give myself a B, pushing into the B minus range. Your week may have been stellar, and you're like, oh yeah, I gave 100%. And there might be some of you there with me. We're teetering the low Bs. <laughs> but this week is a new week. So last week's behind us, and we're going to leave it there. You remember last week, the tragedy of this life is not in failure, but low aim. This week, we're going to be bold. And we're going to do what the ordinary fear. Hey, till next time. Be safe. Be bold. And again, I'm so glad you stopped by. See you next week.